This episode of the ACB Advocacy Update has been made possible in part through the support of ACB of Minnesota. You're listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. Welcome, everyone, to today's episode of ACB Advocacy Update. I am your host, one of your hosts, Swatha Nanda Kumar. ACB's Advocacy and Outreach Specialist and joined by Clark Rockfall, ACB's Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs. That's right, for a duo's back. Thank you to everyone who is listening via ACB Media Network, as well as those who are downloading, listening, subscribing, and of course, sharing with a friend via your favorite podcast network. As always, you can find out more about the American Council of the Blind at acb.org. So, so today's topic is COVID co-testing, COVID testing, and seminar. Co- so, yeah, COVID testing okay. and the DC Leadership Conference, which includes the legislative seminar. Yes, got it. Yes, got it. Remember first part of that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Last week, ACB sent a letter to the Biden administration on co-testing, so the rollout, discussing the rollout of of at-home COVID tests um, to every American in in the country. So, and well, let's say it's accessible, and you can order a test by the phone and online. you can't only use it as food once you get them, can you, Clark? Well, certainly not privately and independently like everyone else without a disability. So as Swatha was saying, yes, you can go to COVID tests, plural, two S's, covidtests.gov, or you can call 1-800-232-0233. As Swatha likes to remember it, 232 is also ADA. So 1-800-ADA-0233. And so you can either order the test by phone. You can order them via the website. You can have four at-home tests. Free uh, of charge, I think, right? Well, that's up for debate. I mean, we all pay for them one way or another, right? Mm. Um, no, No cost out of pocket, shall we say. Um, but delivered to your door. Mm-hmm. And that's when the accessibility ends. Yeah. Yes. The instructions will not be accessible. The test itself uh, will not be accessible to many people with disabilities. And the results are only displayed visually with a color change. Mm. So what is an advocate to do? Uh, well, that's exactly why ACB sent a letter to the Biden administration. And it's also why we followed up the letter to the administration with a letter to the National Institutes of Health, uh, because we learned via a White House disabilities uh, outreach call that the White House is charging NIH with developing an accessible at-home COVID test. Uh, There's still many details that we are missing, uh, but one thing we are clear on is that if the government is providing COVID tests to everyone in the United States, the government must provide an accessible service for at-home testing. 
So what would accessibility look like in the world of at-home testing, Swatha? So one option that we, that we asked for in our letter is to have a test provider or a medical, prof- medical, medical professional come to your home wearing you know, full, PPE, full PPE and all that and um, masks and everything to come and come and miss the rapid rapid test rapid test for you and real results so yeah so if the instructions are inaccessible the test itself is inaccessible and the results are inaccessible uh, chances are until an accessible alternative can be developed that an interim solution for many people who are blind and low vision could be to have a medical professional come to your home, administer the test, and read the results to you. It could also, also, also be an option for people who can't, who can't physically use, use a test. So like mm-hmm. someone, someone with dexterity issues, someone with a mobility impairment, or like who can't, who has like a IDD and can't the, um, can't access instructions to be able to use the test safely and independently, independently. So, yeah. So, as many folks in our ACB membership and the blind and low vision community, um, this might not be our preferred accommodation, but it could be an interim accommodation until an accessible test is developed. However, there are folks with multiple disabilities or folks in the cross disability community uh, where this might be their preferred accommodation um, before the, the reasons that Swatha just stated. Um, so we are, we are cognizant of that, but we certainly don't want to uh, remove the impetus from the, the government as well as the test manufacturers from developing an accessible test that people who are blind and low vision can use independently as well. So Swatha, what, uh, what all needs to be done to make the actual at-home test accessible. So as Clark mentioned, the instructions for the test, to do the test are not accessible. So we like ideally would like them to be provided in Braille, audio, large print, or um, have a phone number you can call to provide step-by-step, to provide a step-by-step audio instructions to be able to use, it, use the test. And once you have a te- once you are able, to, are able to figure out how to use it, they have to be able to um, read read the results. So we would like an alternative to the color change. So because you can't see colors, you can't you're not going to know what's going on. So we'd like an alternative where, like, as the Royal National Institute of Blind People in Britain um, did. Have it have it be um and this like, have results show be shown tactilely about yeah and like really gonna feel feely way I guess you can say the old feely way that's a, <laughs> that's a uh, that's a technical term the the, <laughs> the feely way yes but yes what the tactile representation of the test results. Uh, As Father stated, RNIB in the United Kingdom has demonstrated this technology for pregnancy tests. Uh, Well, really at the end of the day is one at-home diagnostic test 
that really that much different than another. Um, so if you are able to provide a, uh, a sample on a test strip and that test strip is able to be analyzed, then as we have it now, where tests provide a color change, we know that through the work of RNIV that it is also possible to have uh, a texture change in the reporting of the test results. Mm-hmm. You can also have it like delivered audibly. So it can like, it can make an audible indication that you are positive or negative and that can also work for some people. Yes. And some tests right now rely on using a, a smartphone application to provide instructions as well as to share your test results uh, with medical professionals. Uh, A, anything that is provided through a smartphone app must also be made accessible uh, to people with disabilities and assistive technology. But then B, we don't want only smartphone or connected um, accessibility to be the only solution for people with disabilities. No. Exactly. There are quite a number of people that don't have don't have reliable reliable broadband or don't have access to smartphones, smart technology. So. Exactly. Whereas, you know, Swatha and I, we are are very comfortable using the the feely interface of our smartphone and uh, computer technology. Many people uh, in the disability community, just as the general population, might choose not to use smartphones or broadband technology, or it's unavailable, as Swatha said, or they can't afford it, um, or they just don't like it. So we need to ensure that uh, a, a smartphone is not a blind tax. It is not something that is required to access accessibility, and that accessibility can be available uh, to everyone, whether they use technology or not. Yep, absolutely. So we will continue our advocacy and outreach to the administration, to the National Institutes of Health, uh, to ensure that COVID tests are made at home, COVID tests are made accessible and made accessible in a timely manner. And we're not the, we're not the only ones in the field that are that are very looking, in, looking into, into, into the issue, um, National Disability, National Disability Rights Network, um, NFB, the National Federation of the Blind, and um, CCD, the, the Consortium for Disabilities, also, also, also sent letters to the, administration, to the administration to ask about what's going on, what's going on testing and why we, and we need like accessibility now. So we're not the only, we're only, the only voice in the, in the room. That's right. Uh, we have uh, great allies in the disability community who are also raising this as a time critical issue. Uh, but Swatha, there are some options that are available if folks need to take a COVID test um, and they need some assistance or they need some accessibility help to take a, a COVID test. What are some of the options that are out there for folks? Uh-huh. So for people who can use the the test, like you can use a swab or use a spit tube or else they're there. Um, they can 
contact Ira or be my eyes to have them read read the read the instructions and the results out loud, or they can also um just get a get a regular PCR test from a provider somewhere. So. Yeah. So and unfortunately, the the accessibility that's available now um, does require using. Uh, an accessibility service or smartphone application like Ira, or using the uh, specialized services from the accessible pharmacy through Be My Eyes. Uh, and if folks don't have access to technology and need sighted assistance, uh, you can always have, well, assuming you can make it there, uh, which is also a problem having access to transportation, especially if you have COVID sy- symptoms. Mm-hmm. But if you're able to make it to a service provider, or testing facility, there will be individuals able to administer the test for you. Yes. So more to come on this issue. Again, if you would like to order your four at-home COVID tests and have them delivered, you can go to covidtests.gov. Or call 1-800-232-0233. All right. And Swatha, as we work on that issue, uh, the ACB also had another announcement last week, and that is that registration is now open for the 2022 Virtual DC Leadership Conference. Yep. Mm-hmm. It opened on 20, 20, Jan, 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 25th, 25th, and it closed on March 9th for the conference, which is the 12th, March 12th to 15th. Yeah, 15th, yeah. Yes. And for those folks who register on or before March 9th, there will be the ACB member discount. So registration is $30. If you're an ACB member, it's $20. I I know last year for the virtual conference, several of our affiliates either offered discounts or paid the registration fee for their affiliate members. Uh, I know several affiliates will be doing that this year. So please talk to your affiliate leadership to see if they have a program like that to encourage participation in the virtual leadership conference. And the reason that uh, registration is pre-registration closes on the 9th is so that we're able to share with everyone the agenda as well as Zoom links. So they're able to access the the webinars and sessions for the leadership conference. You're still able to register after the ninth. Uh, it's just that the, the discount won't apply. And instead of receiving all of your uh, leadership conference materials in advance, you'll receive a, a daily outline with Zoom information, information each morning of the leadership conference. Mm-hmm. So between now and the leadership conference, uh, we are working hard to invite, uh, you know, special guest speakers as well as pull together the legislative imperatives. That's right. And President Dan Spoon is is working on the agenda for the president's affi- the affiliate presidents meetings that will be March twelfth and thirteenth, and then Swatha and I take over for March fourteenth and March fifteenth. Yep. Talking about, talking about all things from Hill etiquette to how affiliates can get more involved in the, in the, in the, in the 
our um advocacy work, advocacy work, advocacy work, advocacy work. So stay tuned for that whole schedule and programming. And as Swatha said, stay tuned. We will have uh, you know, future announcements coming up here in February, including our legislative imperatives as well as uh, an agenda. Um, if you've attended the leadership conference, leadership conference in the past, we look forward to having you again. Uh, the structure will be very similar to last year, where for the legislative seminar, we opened with a group general session, then had uh, concurrent breakout sessions uh, where we have multiple either panels led by ACB uh, committee chairs or ACB staff with invited guests from the disability community, from government, from our uh, collaborators and partners. And then we'll bring everyone back together at the end uh, for an end of day general session as well. And these sessions will take place in the afternoon East Coast time. So we're, we're hoping that folks from Pacific time as well as Hawaii are able to get up a little bit later than, it, you know, say if things started at 9 or 10 a.m. Um, so that we're trying to get as many folks able to attend and participate as possible. Yep, absolutely. And you, you can register online via acb.org, right, Clark? Yes, by visiting the acb.org homepage and navigating via headings to news or quick links uh, and finding information for the 2022 DC Leadership Conference or Swatha, you can call the Minneapolis office. Yep, at 612-332-3242. And you can talk with Nancy or Nancy. Um, or Erica. Or Erica, and they will help you register via the phone. Phone, uh, Swatha, one of the things I'm excited to announce is that all sessions at the Leadership Conference will have um, CART. And, and AS, is and, that right? And closed captioning. Okay. So if there are folks out there who need um, ASL as part of the registration process, there'll be the opportunity to request additional accommodations. Mm -hmm. uh, but we are providing the, the cart and closed captioning for every session. Yep. So, and in addition, here in February, we'll have more events, whether it's events on ACB radio. Uh, beginning with Tuesday topics on February 8th, as well as visibilities on February 11th and Sunday edition on February 13th, talking about, uh, again, Hill etiquette, what to expect uh, for the leadership conference, as well as how to schedule meetings, how to work with your affiliate and schedule those Hill meetings and then also sharing the legislative imperatives. We'll hold additional community events to dive into greater detail on each of the legislative imperatives. And then uh, again, we'll be sharing more information via the website and via email later in the month in February to get everyone prepared for that second week of March. Mm -hmm. Yep, I can't wait. <laughs> so in Swatha, what what can folks do? We already shared with them how to register, whether it's via the website or by calling the Minneapolis office. Uh, but if folks have any additional questions related to accessible COVID testing or the DC Leadership Conference, how can they get a hold of you? Absolutely. You can email advocacy, advocacy at acb.org or call me uh, at 202 467 
All right. Well, that does it for this week's podcast. Thanks, everyone, for your advocacy on uh, related to COVID testing. And we hope that all of you are able to join us for the DC Leadership Conference. Yep. Get the freshest in. Yeah, we can. We're excited to see you. And you're excited to hear about. Yep. Legacy. And once everyone joins us for the DC Leadership Conference, Swatha, all together, we'll be able to say, Keep advocating. This episode of the ACB Advocacy Update has been made possible in part through the support of ACB of Minnesota. ACBM wants to send along heartfelt greetings to all of its family throughout the ACB community. Having hosted two outstanding and invigorating ACB national conventions, they are committed to expanding opportunity for Americans who are blind and visually impaired. ACBM supports the James R. Olson Memorial Scholarship honoring one of its past members, and they continue to not let life during these challenging times slow down. ACBM invites all to their informative bi-monthly community conference calls, ranging on everything from sports and technology to gardening and loving life in the land of 10,000 lakes. They hold quarterly monthly membership meetings, monthly coffee gatherings, and monthly board meetings. To learn more about ACBM, visit their website at www acbminnesota.org or call 612-223-5543. ACBM, a supporter of the ACB Media Network.